This week's podcast is brought to you by Paperfly, brilliantly simple employer brand software that allows HR professionals to take control of their employer brand marketing. Paperfly delivers over 70% savings on global production spend whilst ensuring it is delivered authentically and consistently in every market and in any language. To find out why Paperfly are the trusted partner of companies such as BP, Ferrero, Rolls-Royce, P&G and Unilever, please visit www.marketingmadebyyou.com. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 34 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Over the last few weeks, I've been deep in research mode, looking in detail at how the best in-house recruiters are finding tech talent in competitive marketplaces. My findings have been published in a free white paper this week, and I'll put a link to download it in this week's show notes. Continuing on the same theme, my guest for this episode is William Uranga from GoDaddy. GoDaddy are competing for tech talent in the most competitive marketplace in the world. To find out how they do it, keep listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Recruiting Future podcast interview. My guest this week is William Uranga from GoDaddy. William, how are you? Doing very well, Matt. Thank you for having me. Good stuff. Um, And uh, what's uh, the weather in uh, sunny California looking like today? Uh, still warm. We're, we're kind of in our fall uh, season, uh, if you can believe that. We don't have much leaves changing as we do in other parts of the world or country, but it's still uh, it's still nice. It's still home. Cool. That's uh, that's uh, always good to hear. Um, could you just tell everyone a little bit about your background um, and what you sort of do now at GoDaddy? Uh, certainly. So I've been uh, in the talent acquisition space for a good number of years. I'm not sure if people want to carbon date me, but um, I've been with uh, organizations, uh, some known, uh, some were a little bit uh, smaller in name. So they include TiVo, uh, Uyala, Ariba, uh, Groupon, and uh, currently I'm with GoDaddy. Cool. Okay. And um, in terms of uh, recruiting for uh, GoDaddy, I think uh, most people will be familiar with uh, familiar with the brand, but probably not familiar with the uh, with the kind of the scale and the recruiting um, challenges. Um, what sort of scale are you recruiting on? What sort of people are you recruiting? What locations are you recruiting into? You know, that, that's a good point. Um, a lot of people don't know that we're uh, an eighteen-year-old company. And particularly over the last three years, we have moved from being a, uh, a mere service provider to be more technology-focused in the sense of the products that we're putting out and uh, being more bleeding-edge, if you will, from the technology stacks that we're dealing with. So I and a colleague of mine have split up the organization. We're about 4,500 uh, employees here in the U.S., uh, my colleague handles the customer care and operations. I handle all the corporate and technical hiring. Uh, we do hiring in uh, Los Angeles, Kirkland, Sunnyvale, uh, San Francisco, 
uh, the Gilbert, Tempe, and Scottsdale area, which is where headquarters is in Scottsdale, uh, Cedar Rapids, and uh, Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts, to be super clear there. We have uh, other development and customer care centers in uh, Dublin, uh, as well as India. And uh, we have about 13 uh, million customers worldwide, 75% of which uh, have are considered to be very small businesses, which means they have less than five employees. So we are helping them with a variety of different products to help them start or grow their very small business. Uh, and that includes uh, technology-enabled commerce, building websites, being discovered uh, from an algorithmic standpoint. Uh, as well as email marketing and tools like that. So very scalable tools built on a platform. Uh, we hire, uh, at least on the technical side, skill sets that range from your software engineers to SDETs to DevOps to NOx uh, and everything in between uh, as far as uh, level and uh, experience. You mentioned that uh, you look at corporate recruiting and tech recruiting. Is there a difference in the challenges between the between the two? Uh, well, so that always depends on the location. Uh, for for example, um, the the finance community for so people that are uh, that have their their CPAs and SOCs experience, which is a compliance uh, set of standards here in the U.S. Um, that's a real small pool in the Phoenix Valley. So to find somebody, it is very much uh, hunting and uh, like a needle in a haystack to get that, or you, if you will, import the talent by relocating the person uh, to Scottsdale. Uh, that's tough. Uh, of course, finding people uh, that also have experience in, uh, no, they're quite uh, adept in that or, or react. Um, those are also much sought after skill sets. And you could be in a very um, rich environment, which you have lots of skill sets, but yet, uh, like here in the Bay Area, but be very much competing with uh, neighboring companies for similar skill sets. So it it does vary um, both on the level and uh, the sort of skill set of the population that you're uh, you're going after. And you mentioned there uh, the amount of competition you have, particularly. Uh, in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, what what sort of methods do you use to differentiate yourself? Is it the uh, employment brand? Um, are there any particular technologies you use, or um, you know approaches to approaches to recruitment that are particularly successful for you? Well, I, I would say uh, everybody's brand is their 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 key, or should be their secret weapon, in my opinion. Um, we've been uh, historically not as well known uh, here at GoDaddy as being uh, a tech brand, if you will. And so how you get that organized uh, from a historical standpoint, how do you tell that story? Um, there's just no, nothing short of just good old-fashioned hard work, and that involves collaboration with your uh, PR uh, team, your social media team, uh, obviously the executives within your client group, such as engineering. Uh, if they're not out there sharing the story uh, or feel that there's something worth sharing, um, then nothing's going to get beyond the, the start line, if you will. Um, but that has all kinds of dividends. As a result, um, we get to, in recruiting, get to hear those stories and be part of those. Uh, last week, we were in uh, at MIT where we had a, a tech talk by our, our CEO, really well received. And it was a great opportunity to see some of the partnerships that uh, GoData has 
with the Media Lab uh, there in Cambridge. And to have those sort of stories, little vignettes of stuff that, that is up to me to make sure our team is armed with or aware of so that they can be sharing that with people. Um, so you have your not only your staff, but you have your, uh, I guess I'll say rank and file engineers that need to be aware of that. So helping uh, have stories and content to share with and easy to share with is certainly one thing. Making sure um, that our staff have up-to-date presence on social media for those that do. Uh, we've gone around and helped people, uh, if you will, spiff up their, their LinkedIn profiles, their other uh, places where they uh, happen to frequent so that when people go to uh, see who they're going to interview with or who they may know, uh, on a particular social media uh, outpost, uh, they're able to see the best foot forward of people that are here at GoDaddy. So there's just a, a couple of the things, but it requires a lot of, lot of time, a lot of effort, um, and certainly a lot of creativity too. And in the stories that uh, that you're telling um, about the brand and the communication that, that you're having, uh, what is it that you find motivates people the most to want to come and come and work for you. I mean, I'm thinking particularly of sort of, um, you know, the engineers that you're talking to, where they have, uh, you know, almost infinite choice, um, you know, of other kind of organisations. What, what, what do you think? What do you think the mo main motivations are, and how do you kind of get those across in um, in those stories? Right. Good. Good question. Because uh, we're not trying to attract everybody. Um, and so as soon as you try to be all things, all people, you'll, you'll basically stand for, for nothing. So you need to certainly settle on, on what your, your strong suits are. Uh, for us, uh, we, are, we tell a story of making a huge impact around the world. Uh, we have a great ambition around shifting um, the, the global GDP in favor of the very small business. And that's something you can look at a uh, a GNP and the component that small businesses make. If you're able to see an increase, which we think will take a, a long-term period of, uh, I don't know, a good decade or so, that's where we'd like to see the, the measurable impact on such a great scale. Now, that's big. So for an engineer, um, they like those sort of big challenges. They also like to know uh, that you're using the latest, greatest technology, uh, that you have thought leadership uh, as far as uh, people that can mentor them or that they can turn around and lead others that are smart. Um, and three, that you've got a good reputation uh, from a development standpoint, that you care about the code, that you care about um, the iterations uh, of being a, a scrum or agile environment. Uh, we find those sort of things uh, resonate quite a bit, as well as the, the obvious things that would be a detractor if you didn't take care of them, paying fair in, in, your, in your marketplace, uh, having a good uh, culture and so forth. And you can certainly see people are checking those things out with various sites to make sure that uh, those questions are answered before they sometimes even apply. That's very interesting. Uh, the whole kind of idea of, um, you know, reputation and, and social proof um, and, and, and those kind of things, obviously very, very important. Um, there there seems to be a kind of almost sort of bewildering array of uh, you know new technologies in uh, talent attraction and, and sourcing um, at the moment. Um, in terms of uh, stuff that's coming down the pipe, is there um, anything that uh, you guys are using that's interesting, or anything that you've got um, you know got your eye on for the future, um, or is it uh, you know very much a case of kind of getting on with uh, you know the, the employer branding and the stories and everything that's working for you at the moment? 
Well, that's a good question too. We we always look at technology as a force multiplier, and so um, anything that can help simplify the amount of steps that uh, a recruiter needs to make to to contact somebody is is huge. So there's a lot of uh, social aggregators out there. We've been uh, playing with several of them to, in, in the sense of testing them out. Um, and we, we have uh, one or two that would seem to be uh, helpful uh, to us, and not only just to test for recruiter, but also for sourcing uh, as well. If our sources are able to help uh, by leveraging those tools beyond the, the tried and true, if you will, um, that's a very good sign. So we're certainly looking at a couple of those. We've also started to get a bit smarter around uh, the, the volume-related positions. So our our, our software engineering level one and level two, which tend to be interns and uh, new grads, uh, we continue to get hit by a, a volume of applicants that are, are interested in working with us. And we simply don't have the staff to be um, you know, doing one-on-one follow-up with, with all of them. So uh, we've uh, been in the process of, of deploying HackerRank uh, as a tool to uh, uh, basically come up with a, a common scoring uh, level that we will be able to uh, focus our time on the right top 10 or top 20% of people that apply and move forward from there. And it tends to be something pretty responsive um, or well responded to by by applicants since they're familiar with the sort of hackathons and coding challenges and stuff like that. We'll probably take that technology um, and continue to apply it also for our next level up as far as software engineers. Um, we find if we go really with the senior folks, that tends to be a little bit um, of, a, of a put off. So we're, we're certainly not going to do that. We think the next level up, uh, maybe the three to uh, three year or four year uh, experience level, would be uh, also suitable to, to use this sort of uh, um, calibration testing uh, as well. So those are those are a couple of uh, items that we've been doing. And in terms of um, you know the applicants coming through the uh, coming through the process, do you do you sort of really focus on giving them a great experience? Is is candidate experience uh, a differentiator for you, or is it um, something that um, isn't you know is no more important than anything else? Well, no, it, it is super important. In fact, uh, you know, for things that you do care about, we 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 measure right. Uh, or talk a lot about, and um, we certainly do talk a lot about it. We do have a candidate experience survey uh, that we send out to everybody that uh, comes on site, uh, or if they were remote and doing a more formal interview process, uh, we would send it to them as well. Uh, and those are good to get the the scoring and the and the live or open text feedback uh, from people, uh, and it's a great way to hold up a mirror and see how we're doing both in talent acquisition as well as to share that mirror with our, our clients that are doing, you know, ultimately the hiring for into that team uh, to see how the interview teams are, are faring as well. Um, so we have that done. We probably report on that about once a month, uh, both at a, at, a, at a meta level so people know generally how we're doing, and then if there are uh, particular cases in which we get to, to call attention uh, either to fix or in kudos, we also do that uh, Maybe more in private um, to let people know how we're doing uh, to work on it. So it is it is very important to us. Yes. So final question: 
what uh, what's next? What do you see as the sort of trends for the for the future in uh, recruiting? What uh, what are we going to be talking about if we were uh, having this interview again in in eighteen months' time? Oh well, I don't know that I could quite predict out in the marketplace. Um, we have our hands full here, <laughs> if you will, uh, in and and doing when when I joined the, the organization, my. Uh, VP of uh, Town Acquisition, Andrew Cargis, had joined, and uh, the the Town Acquisition team was very um, uh, reactive in the sense, get a rep, fill it, and it was basically short order cooking, if you if you will. Um, we've taken that and shifted more to be uh, tactical, in which we have a very well defined process that's that's predictable, that can be expected. And right now we're wanting to move it into the operational side, which is a very different sort of conversation. It's not just what is happening, uh, but how can we help you maybe up-level the team on your talent. Uh, and that requires a lot more a lot more metrics, uh, a lot more proactive positioning or identifying of key talent, whether it's uh, for opportunistic hires or key roles within the organization. And then there's the strategic level that we'd like to get to ultimately um, where we're able to talk about, hey, if we want to open up a dev center um, uh, in Malaysia, here's where we would do it, if that was a, a scenario to, to discuss. Uh, and that's a very different level of, of discussion for, for town acquisition to be having uh, with the rest of people operations, and let alone with the, with the business leaders. So first things first, we'd like to get to that operational phase, and then we'll get to the strategic phase. I would be quite hopeful that we would be uh, quite squarely in that operational phase by, by this time next year. William, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you for your time. Great talking with you. My thanks to William Uranga. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can listen to past episodes, subscribe to the mailing list, and find out more about me at www.rfpodcast.com. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.